you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God. How will they find?
Happy to be in church today. Do you have joy in your heart today? Do you believe God has something for you today? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we are very grateful to you for this day. We thank you for the blessing of this gathering. We ask that you speak to us. We ask that you minister guidance and light into our lives and help us to live here transformed and blessed in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may please be seated. The Lord has been very good to us. He has taken us through a year 
We have a few days left to see the end of the year. But all together we can see that God has been very good to us. He has been merciful to us. He has given us great blessings. And so this morning, I'm sharing a short message I've titled Thankfulness. And I'm reading from a familiar text which I believe will be a blessing to us. Luke chapter 17 verse 11. Luke chapter 17, we are reading from verse 11. It came to pass that as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, you can, you can join me. You can follow me. Na, As he went into a certain area. And there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at na, his feet na odaho, giving him thanks na and he was a Samaritan. Na oye Samaritan and Jesus answering said na yesu eyi no na say, were there not ten cleansed where are the nine they are not found that return to give glory to God. Save the stranger. And he said unto him, Arise. Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. This morning I believe that God wants to speak to us from this story. 
and ope mi jidi so yakopon pese on kasachreyen enam ejina abakon abakon semiso and it's not something meant for the end of the year but it should be part of our lives menya wadwe se eye bibia afi kwawiye pa ena yebeye e wose eye bibia e kan wabrabon ho thankfulness se obe da onyakopon ase obe husa de being thankful to God. See, when you come into a relationship with God, there are certain things we expect to be a part of the normal relationship with God. We expect holiness. We expect prayer. We expect mercy. Somebody, if you are a Christian, you expect to be merciful. If you are a Christian, we expect you to be truthful. It is an expected part of your relationship with God. This morning, I want to introduce one more item to the list. And, and that item is thankfulness if you expect holiness to be part of your relationship with God then thankfulness should also be a part of your relationship with God God expects you to be thankful if you are not a thankful person to God your relationship will either not exist or it will be at a very very low level are you aware that with respect to someone, there are very different levels of relationships you can have with a person? You can relate with somebody at a very low level. And you can relate at a very high level. You can relate from a distance. And it's a good relationship, but it's from a distance. And you can also relate very closely and deeply. If you remember, these lepers, ten lepers, were far. They were far, but they got something. 
So you, you can relate from afar. And I'll, I'll just make a quick remark about this point soon. But remember that I'm preaching about thankfulness. A Christian must have an attitude of thankfulness. Especially towards God. Psalm 92, verse 1. It is a good thing to give thanks. To the Lord. And to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. So, right here, we can go home. You've got it. You've got it. You don't always see this in the Bible. You can read the Bible for days and never come across something as plain and clear as this. Hardly will you come across something that is labeled good. It's very rare to find something that is good. Even the Bible. You don't see such things often in the Bible. A lot of things in the Bible you are left to analyze and infer and you know conjecture and come to your own decision as to whether what he's saying is good or bad. Rarely will you find something that it is good. It's right. Because the Bible reflects life. In life, you will hardly come across something that is good. You have to live for a long time before you meet a good person. Most people you will meet are not good. Rarely will you find a good person. About only 1% or 10% or 2 very low of all the people you know are good. You can marry 10 times and not get a good wife. William Carey, the great missionary to India, was one who was described 
by missiologists as somebody who was three times lucky. That he married thrice. They died, married, died, married. And all the three were good. It's rare. <laughs> William Carey and I can't be be fan who say nani tia paadi chere say or worry impermanence nani ni na no mani ni na worry wamono omoye. This morning I'm excited. Ano pei aye me energy that I'm talking about something that is good. Say me can be be after be be a aye because there are even some subjects we talk about in church that may not be good for everybody. There's, there's summary is that good things are rare. So when you find one thing that the Bible says is good, you must embrace it. You, you, you may need to spend a lot of money before you find something that is good. You may need to spend money before you find... You may need to spend about 4,000 pounds sterling before you can get a pair of good shoes that you can hand over and, and bequeath a well to your son and your grandson, I mean, good pair of shoes, four thousand pounds. Sir Ukita, English is four thousand. And son, I will bet me a and papa, papa, will bet me a share, Eddie Amawaba, Amawaba, so so Eddie Ja Neba. You see, most of you are wearing wristwatches to tell time. Real wristwatches, they don't tell time, they are. Heirlooms. That is, the family, like, like other people have gold and so on, the family, they, 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 they pass on wristwatches. One, $600,000. One, one, a timepiece. So when you are buying a $5 watch, plastic watch moving around, you are just, you, you, are, you are not, you, you, see, you don't understand that. I'm saying that good things, good Good. Go watch wristwatch. Wristwatch. Not swatch. Wristwatch. I mean, very quality. 700,000. 2.5 million. You, you can buy a painting for 450 million dollars. I'm saying that good things are not everywhere. Sometimes to experience what is good. You must pay a lot of money. Either you are paying money for it or you are paying with your life. That is why when you see a woman or a man with gray hair, you, the, Bible says that, the Bible says you must rise up before the gray head because she has paid with her life to give you that advice she is giving you about that boy you are working with. So, please and gentlemen, 
this morning, we are grateful to God that once, you see, you see, Paul told the church in Thessalonica, he said, and this is good advice, he said, prove all things. First Thessalonians 5 and verse 21. Prove. That is, test everything, not most things, everything. Your watch, your shoe, your friend, your car, the cow, the, 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 the knife, your wig, your, your, your toothbrush. Test everything. You will discover that most things are plastic. You want to marry a woman? Test her before you marry her. Test her. You want to marry a man? You want to marry a man? This, oh! Uh, okay, this one, New Living. Say, ah, okay, it's there. This is the New Living. Say, test everything. Test you've met a man you want to marry him don't just marry him if, if you are wise test him that's that is why you have unwise parents who don't have the wisdom of God they will tell they will advise their daughters that Sleep with the man to make sure that he can give you children. Before you have the wedding. It's such parents, such elderly not not every elderly person is has got sense. I mean, when, when someone tells you to have sex with someone, a woman or a man, before you marry, you are looking at a person who doesn't fear God. Either he doesn't fear God or he's very unintelligent. Very unintelligent. Why? Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Because if you want to marry me and you have to sleep with me to see whether you get pregnant. So you will have sex with me and get pregnant. But that doesn't mean that you will get pregnant again. Because there is something called secondary infertility. That is women, husband and wife, who have given birth to a child. And they can't give birth again. So having one doesn't mean you will have two. So if you are using sex as a test of the potency of a man, you may at best get only one. That is why to sleep with a man or a woman is not the, the, the test you must conduct to marry somebody. Haven't you seen some people with only one child? You think they don't want to have more children? Some don't want to have more children. But a lot of them cannot. Secondary infertility. 
wansha na de atoso mienu no wantime ne wo anwubie mu eh wutime wo baako edikan ne atoso no ya na wo no etimi emma biem there is a way to test me if you want to marry me and you want to be sure that I'm a good man, test me by finding out if I pay tithes. Okay. You want to test a woman to know that you have a good marriage? Test her by, by talking to her at a time when she has a difficulty with her father and see how she speaks about her father about her mother. It will give you a window into how she is going to treat you. If she can dishonor her father, be, be, be prepared. Be prepared. Sir, what person worry about? Eche na obano emra watu usoni she emra onene papa na onene mami entemo basa basa yewo hano. Sabre nebe muwehu ekwanya obefa soa or no obet na de chese. Said your back and mammy and nanny papa won't ask someone no and I said your bayon who says let's 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 get to it. I'm saying that I'm 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 just, I hope I'm not too excited. I hope I'm not showing I, 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 am I am I tempered? Am I okay? Yeah, all right, all right. Because I, I'm really very excited because see, as a pastor, you can preach a hundred sermons and speak rubbish. Oh yes. You can preach and not know. So once a while when you stumble upon something that the Bible clearly says it's a good thing, then you know you've hit the jackpot. It's a good thing to give thanks. It's a good thing. I told that I'm excited. I found a message. For once, I'm preaching about something good. It's a good thing to give thanks. And, and, and also, it, it didn't say it's a good thing to say thank you. Saying thank you to someone is only one of a thousand ways of showing gratitude. That's why in this verse, we, after saying, so, so you give thanks, you, you give thanks through different ways. When I give you an iPad and you say thank you to me and I call for a meeting with leaders and you don't come. You've not shown gratitude for my kindness. That by not coming markedly neutralizes the words. So, so, so it is only here that you get only one of the ways and to sing praise. So singing praises, singing thank you to God, singing is one. But, but thanks, thanks is giving. That's why we call it thanksgiving. Not thanks saying. Because saying it is one of many different ways. So as we end the service, 
I've told you that give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. Not just by saying thank you. It's good to say it. It's here. Yeah. It's good to say thank you. It's, it's here. When you pay tithes, you are saying thank you to God for 30 days of health that you have been able to work and earn something. So by tithing, it's by, among the many supernatural, spiritual, theological, whatever, basically, you are acknowledging God as a source. Even serving God in the church, being a shepherd in the church, singing in the church, interpreting, doing video, all these are ways of saying thank you. They're not giving money. Have you given me money, by the way? Have you given me money? No. But what she is doing, by, by doing something, you know, one day I went to visit um, my friend, a lady in Volta Hall in Legon. And when I went, she was not there. Her roommate, two in a room, those days were two in a room, now they are ten. So we're two in a room. So, so in the room, there were two. So my, my friend, the, the one I was going to visit, my friend, my coursemate, was not there. Her friend was there. So I said, oh, where is so so and so? She said, Oh, she's not there. So when I turned, then she said, Oh, but because we're all friends. I mean, we are friends. We still are. It's been a while actually since I saw her. But my main friend was the roommate. I said, Oh, I've made some food. Can you sit down and just enjoy some meal before? I was going for a lecture. But the truth is that I was very hungry. I was very hungry. So I saw that as a major blessing from God. I mean, a supernatural intervention that God had released. So, 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 so I said, oh, it's okay. All right, all right, it's okay. I'm in a hurry, but it's okay. Let's. <laughs> because you've offered. You know, you don't say no to a lady. So I sat down. A beautiful meal. I had not eaten that food for a long time on campus. When I finished, I got up and I said, Thank you. But I should have just walked away. Then I made another. Into Safasa Costrana down for be a voter hall, or Quayanina down for no Costranini New Hall, into the Onene Edda Daimono, or no no Cotono, nor yet so Connor Swayediane, or Gibindi, or so dear Diane Ecoye, into no Casse or Darse. Instead of going, I said, I wish I knew what to do to say thank you. Her response was fast. She said, Do you want me to tell you what you must do to say thank you? Because I mean to just say thank you, I don't I feel I've not really recompensed do you you really want to know what to do to thank me for this food yes see ask again Edwin are you serious I I said yes 
Then she did this. She waved her hand like this. To the balcony. She said, please go and wash the plates. Go and wash the plates. fine. So I put my books down. But she said, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'll, I'll wash it. For her, real gratitude for cooking was not just words like thank you, but washing the plate was the, I'm preaching baby, washing the plate was the, was the right, the most appropriate way of saying thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, there are appropriate ways. So, so, I want to share with you a few things. Why should we give thanks? Why? That's the short message for today. Why? What's the reason why? Number one. The first first reason why we must give thanks, number one, is that because it is good. That's all. We are not going to Nahum, Obadiah, Ezekiel, Thessalonians, Ecclesiasticus. Sirach, uh, 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 no, 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 Esdras, Apocrypha. No, why should you give time? It is good. I didn't know what so would I say. And yet, that's all bad. I say, why is it good? Because the Bible says it is good. I didn't know, yeah, and in your life, you want to do something that the Bible says is good. It's good. You will hardly find. Look, don't be too cocky and too strong and too sure about a lot of things you are doing. Always pray and ask the Lord for mercy. You can never be sure that what you are doing is what God wants you to do. Don't. That's why once a while, when you find something the Bible says is good, you do it with all your might because a lot of the things you are doing, you may be off course. As a pastor, I have pastored this church wrongly. I've done things in this church that were wrong, 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 not right. I've been here. It's just God's mercy. Which has kept me. One of them has been some, one of my major things I did in this church, which was very wrong, that I still regret, is how I was cooking food, preparing lunch packs with coupons, 
and sharing them to attract people to come to church. So when you see a pastor doing something, you may think, you may think oh, everything he's doing is right, but he, 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 he has to answer to God. And when I answer to God, God asked me a question. Since when did we grow churches with rice and steel? He told me, if you don't know how to grow the church, say it. And I said, I stopped. When I stopped, I sought God's face. He showed me how to grow the church. From that time till now, the church has increased by nothing less than 1,000 members. Yes, minimum, minimum of 1,000. Why do we give thanks to God? Next week we are having a Thanksgiving convention. Two days. Why? Why? Because it's a good thing. It's a good thing to thank God. When you come with a seed to sow, to say thank you God for the year, for health, it's a good thing. Look, yesterday, I went to a school. And it was a service. I was, I was just sitting in the school. We had a great service like a carol service. We had finished everything. Just before the benediction. Final, final benediction. Then a man, one of, I think one of the teachers, took the microphone and began to beg. Beg us. I, I, appeal to us. So there's an offering basket. We are giving offerings already. So there's an offering bag that he's asking us to give because the school is paying, helping to pay the very huge medical bills. Did he say about 4,000 CDs a day for one of the students? Oh, a lot of people got up to give. So later, I asked someone, what is wrong with that boy who we are giving this money to? He said, oh, that was midterms, midterm holidays, midterms, mid, so in the middle of the term, there are some five days so everybody goes to take their children from the school. Big times. And it's done everywhere. These parents sent their driver with an air-conditioned car. And we all send drivers. We all we send them to pick our children from school to go to school. See, when you sleep and you wake up and you go to town and you return to that same house, you must say thank you, God, for this return trip because you can end up either in the mortuary or in an intensive care or some bizarre place. So, that day, it was a morning, all the parents were coming for their children. Why do we give thanks to God? Because it's good to give thanks. 
that morning every parent came and that's i mean the cars are posh cars i mean you can't you can't tell posh every parent so this driver among many drivers who had come for the children was with the boy he got to the school gate school gate and turned left which left most parents turned on a road which all of us drove on a dusty road which all of us drove on but because of the cars they had raised a lot of dust so the driver had very short visibility so not knowing that a car that was driving at top speed had swerved a pothole and came straight into the car this is about three to four minutes from the school junction midterms the parents were at home waiting for their son to come home and they were told that the son was at intensive care backbone shattered brain conked off bones i mean he is on life support as as i preach it's on life support so when 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 you send your driver and your driver brings your two children with big heads to your house you must kneel down in front of the gates and say thank you i remember i remember my daughter wrote an exam she wrote an exam and i was at snake flats we we're having a crusade our last crusade i was going there if i had come out of the car on the snake flat on the road afternoon two o'clock open and i got a phone a, a call when i took the call my daughter was on the line said daddy you cannot believe it i said what has happened i passed all the papers as soon as she said it i knelt down on the road road and raised my hands because if you have not seen some before you may think that everything that happens is automatic it's automatic that you go and you come it's automatic that you sit on a plane till you hear of a plane that flew for six hours and when they were landing in Ivory Coast, the plane overshot the runway and went into the sea. They couldn't find the passengers. Why do you say there be a woman who be da okoba? What do you say? And one no no suffer send the back of chair in such a or friend who are dental snake blood. A kwemu who are kete 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 or say dada and such a the mechani ni na prekope one phone one point any page now or ko ni koto jani mu edanya kopo ase it is our somasi ya kofa waba every baby mira no be refia I was so timid that onyami ase. Why do we give thanks? Why? Why? Why do we thank God? Why do we? set aside money a service why do we wear white to say thank you why because it's a good thing number two the second reason why we say thanks is so that you can get more 
Sadia Baya, Ubetimi Asa, and Yabibre, a Chandia Wano, to qualify you for more. And Mau Aquenia, Emma Witsimi Yabibre. Why do you need more? I didn't say I was Unya Bibre. Are you greedy? We are only prefuana. No, you are not greedy. There be Unya Nibrefua. Why do you need to be given more? Because your life, your intelligence, your hard work, your beauty, your academic qualifications, everything about your life cannot produce everything you need to make it in this life. You cannot. Will school amodin Unimudie, Wahua Fair, Ninara, Yakabomwa, Etimi Mawunya Bibia, Oshisha Ewa Asasi. So, what makes your life go on if you are a bit analytical? You will realize that your own plans, your original plans, didn't work. It was an idea somebody gave you that you used to get to where you are. If, if you are honest, you will discover that your life itself cannot produce much. That if you are honest, you will realize that you have been helped to get to where you are. Somebody has helped you. Why Why do you need more? You need more because it is only your life is made up of what is given to you from outside. He said, what do you have? Now, let's list it. List the things. What do you have? List them that you did not receive. So, so our lives are based on things we have received. An idea we have received. A kindness we have received. A pair of shoes you have received. Some blessing you have received. And, 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 and see, that's why John the Baptist's pastors were very angry that Jesus' church was growing very fast. John chapter 3. Everybody was going to Jesus Christ. So the disciples came to John the Baptist and said, you know something? There is this guy down the road there. Everybody is going there. And John said, look, is that why you came to me to talk about this? He said, listen, a man can receive nothing except it is given to him from heaven. That is your real soul. What makes you shine is from heaven. Either from heaven directly or from heaven through a lady or from heaven through your servant or from, I'm preaching, from heaven through a boy. From he, for, for Naaman, for Naaman, it was from heaven through a servant. Most people are walking about without more. 
They got something, and that's all. From unthankfulness. Look, can I tell you something? Anybody who can give you a mobile phone can give you a tablet. If somebody has given you a thousand dollars before, it means that person can give you two thousand dollars. If somebody can give you a car, it means that person has the power to give you something more expensive than a car. It's with gratitude that we draw the more that comes from people. There were ten lepers. All of them received healing of their toothache. Healing of their leprosy. Healing of their hypertension. But ladies and gentlemen, there is something more, bigger, better than healing. When that one leper returned, Jesus said, your faith has made you whole, whole, whole. Being made whole is far bigger than being healed from leprosy. I'll tell you, if anybody has been good to you before and the person has stopped, it means you were not of the best attitude you could have. This is just, just something for the side. If anybody has ministered to you in a certain way before, and now nothing seems to come from that end, it is likely one of the possibilities is that you did not show a commensurate appreciation for what was done for you. That is why I've seen marriages where the husbands are in no hurry to even please the wife or to do something that makes the wife happy. He knows what he has to do, but he just is not bothered because he has done it a million times and has not received the commensurate gratification of his soul for what he has done. There are many wives who, have, who, have, who are wicked to their, to their husband, not because they are wicked, but the kindness they have shown the man that nothing came from. Listen to me carefully. Even Jesus needed motivation from thankfulness. If Jesus wanted thanksgiving, you as a human being, you are, you, you'll be surprised how you have blocked kindness coming to you by your silence and by your poor attitude. Yesu Christo Krampo o hiya aseda na se Yesu Christo hiya aseda dia en kampese yen enipa dasenia obi aya dia mayenya yen timi yeni enkuhu enna onipa kono ase Why do we give thanks? Adentina yada ase Why should you thank me for the phone I gave you? Adentina waso dama so 
Because you need an iPad for me. I did just win your iPad the same in chain. Why should you thank me for the hundred CDs I gave you? Because it's possible your next two hundred CDs will come from me. I didn't say I was some that was a one hundred Ghana yeah what the mammy. I want share yeah need two hundred Ghana no men chaya ne befiaba. And your attitude of unthankfulness has blocked. All those ten lepers could have been made whole. To be made whole means that your finances are fine, your marriage is peaceful, your children pass their exam, you have favor at work. Not just healing of leprosy. Your life requires more than healing of leprosy. But because of ungratefulness, you are only left with your hands which are straight. But your pocket is not straight. Your marriage is curved. Your children are down. Your, your, everything is done because there is the, the one who can heal your leprosy has power to make you whole. And that power is activated by gratitude. Near Osawa Kwataya Riano, over to me, our Obama will bottom my ma, Obama will ma and young Koswa, Obama will brabo, I see ye, a sunset wound me as the da a woman, and a wabrabo, I said yet, you know. Let's let's end the service. Let's end. Our time is up. Third reason why you must show gratitude. Saint Yer Tossomi and Sa, and what say ye tre. I said, It is to show that you are not familiar. The spirit of familiarity is not in you. That makes treat things lightly. Oh, oh but I deserve it. I deserve it. Now two say ah, a chasing call there by mommy. But I've worked for you and you've paid me. Why should I say thank you? Because you don't know that people have worked and have not been paid. My it's a spirit of casualness, lightness. It's like I, I mean it's my deal. Nothing in life is your deal. Your husband does not owe it to you to be good to you. He does not owe it to you. You don't owe him anything. Your wife does not owe you anything. I don't know how to say it. Nobody owes you anything. Anybody. Your father does not owe you school fees. Your mother does not owe you lunch. You, your grandfather does not owe you land. If you get lunch from your mother, you thank her for giving you lunch. Foolish boy. Do I owe you something? Excuse me, the young boys here. You will grow up. But just close your ears and let me tell you. That is why when we have sex with our husbands in the house, we say thank you. After the after the move. Yeah. Without, yes, that's what it's because you, you don't know. There is a wife. There is a wife. 
Bishop, I said there man. is a wife. Yes. There is a wife. Everything is intact. But it will take you eight months and two thousand dollars before you can touch her. But you don't know what is happening. So if you have got a wife who is available at dawn, available in the night, sexy in the afternoon, baby, you got to say to the woman, woman, God bless you for this for this afternoon ride. I'm preaching. So for say, oh, why you're now, Obano, or your control fiscal, sir. And what's it with me? I'm gonna say, yo, listen, your wife does not owe you. On the work, doesn't owe you. On the work, your husband does not owe you romance. It is only the Bible we use to guide us to say, Husbands, love your wife. It's only the Bible because your witchcraft you are practicing in the house. If I want to mind you, there is not even a hello I will say, I will say to you. But when I read my Bible and I have my quiet time, I have a little motivation to love you. I don't owe you. You don't owe me. Your mother. You don't know fathers who don't pay their children's school fees. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I would have asked, is there anybody here whose father was alive and didn't pay your school fees? Don't, don't, don't raise your hand. Look, one day, a wife had been pestering me. She wants to meet me. She wants to meet me. She wants to meet me. Okay, I said, okay, one day. I said, come. Unfortunately, that day, I was going for a service somewhere. But I had already told her to come. So she came with her husband. The husband was sitting down in my office. We were three. Husband and wife. And I told her, you know, I said, I'm sorry that all this time you have not been able to meet me. But today I have a meeting. So kindly tell me the story. She said, Bishop, this is my husband. I am a teacher or a nurse. My husband is a mason. Builder. He said, we've been married for five years. For the five years we've been married, he never takes care of the house. He works. I don't know where the money goes to. He does everything. He goes to work. No, doesn't pay any bill. Electricity bill. Water bill. Nothing. Children's school fees. I'm a teacher. I have to resort to um, other businesses to make ends meet. So I looked at the man's face. I said, sir, is it true? Is what he's saying true? Say, oh, it's true, but um, the, it's true. I said, so all these years you don't help. said, oh, um, you know, some investments and all that. So, so, so I said, ah, um, is this your wife? Do you have children? I said, yes. So, so I told the woman, I said, madam, the businesses you are doing, are they working? I said, oh, yes. So are your children owing school fees? He said, no. Do you have food? So yes. And I said, I'll, I'll give you one advice. Assume that this man is dead. <laughs> then the man stood up. The man said, why? Bishop, what was it? I said, assume that this man, this animal sitting here, is dead. You see, you will not know what is happening. So if your husband doesn't give you pocket money but pays the children's school fees, you got to be grateful, baby. Why? Because, because, listen, listen, I- I'll tell you this. Nobody owes you anything. Your wife, your husband, 
your children, they don't owe you anything. Anything you get from someone is by the special working, supernatural workings of the heart of man. Because, 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 because man is wicked. So when you get something, when somebody is kind to you, somebody is, we are grateful to people, we are grateful to God when he does things for us. Number one, because what? Because it's a good thing. Number two, because what? It qualifies you. You need more from God. Hey, if the kindness you got from God is the last kindness you got, imagine how your life will be. Number three, it shows that a demon of familiarity is not in you. Because when you are familiar, you feel that he owes you. So even next year, I'm not going to be preaching every Sunday. I'm changing my ways because it's abundantly preparing myself for my transfer. Because I, I'm already smelling familiarity. Yes. I'm already. You see, I, I went for a convention last week somewhere. The pastor of the church. He called for people, some, a group, to pray for them. They were about eight or nine or ten. And as he was praying for them, I noticed that there were no ashes behind, just in case somebody fell or somebody, you know. I, I noticed that it was just, and it was strange. Because the ashes knew their pastor that they had no power to make anybody fall. So in that one night I sat in the service The pastor said it twice I was with my wife Twice On two occasions He said he wishes he was And and this church had just started He said he wishes he was not the pastor of the church That he was just an invited guest coming to minister So he prayed for them He he was giving out envelopes to people Who had seeds to sow I noticed once again that the ashes, even the head asher was sitting down somewhere. So a lady came to take an envelope from the pastor. As soon as she held the envelope, she, she, she just went up and fell. She fell with her head on the tiles. Then at, at, at that point, I couldn't control myself. I turned to one of them. I said, do you have ashes in this church? They are here. Why are they? That was the first time I noticed that they were in white shirt and ties. Why? Because the pastor a bare power. <laughs> a man who can give an envelope to someone and the person experiences supernatural power. But the people in the church, they don't see, because of familiarity, they feel that oh, this pastor there is just a teacher of the Bible. He's just a, a, a minister. And so, so sometimes, see, that is why Christ in Nazareth didn't heal anybody. He entered Nazareth and they began to question him. But who are you? 
You are a pastor. Are you not a carpenter? You made a roofing sheet. Where are the rest of the roofing sheets? Where are the chairs? My father paid you 40 denarii. Why is, is the change? And now you have come back to Nazareth say so you are a man of God. Bring us the change. And Jesus Christ said, oh. Why? His mistake was that he was born in Nazareth. So the Bible, read your Bible carefully. Mark said, he went to the next town. Power. Healings. They lined up sick people by the roadside like flowers. He healed them all. Notice the words that were used to describe the guy. That one leper. The first word we use, the Bible uses is stranger. The second word is Samaritan. Apparently, the nine were Jews. They were Jews. Oh. If we, are, if we are sick and they say we should go and see our pastor and we have been healed, so what? Why should we come back? Why? But the Samaritan, first of all, you remember John 4, the woman at the well. The Jews and the Samaritans they didn't have any dealings. So, for a Jew to minister healing that is powerful enough to heal a Samaritan, to the Samaritan, it was very precious. It was not a small thing. So, he came back. He was a stranger. He was a stranger. He was a stranger. That is why some people. To relate with some people, you must relate with them from a distance. They don't know how to be near. Not everybody must be brought near. It is when you are not experienced that you bring everybody close. Yes, but when you go through a few experiences and you begin to think like Jesus, how wicked people are, you just do minimum that maintains the relationship. So be there, be there, be there. Be happy. Be there. Then you bring the people. But the Bible talks about Daniel, chapter 1. The four Hebrew boys. One of the characteristics of the Hebrew boys was that they knew how to live in the king's palace. Not everybody can be brought into the king's inner chamber. Some people cannot handle it. Some people cannot behave well. There were nine Jews, nine Jews. But to them, healing was nothing. But the Samaritan, no wonder the Bible says they stood afar off. There are some relationships. Jesus Christ's 12 disciples, three were close. The rest, you are 12, 9. Be there. Be far. Your real place is far. 
that some people, when I'm with them and I receive a phone call, I leave. I go somewhere. That some people, I can sit there and chat. And you'll be an abit yachina beonho, Uboha was so many what a tree. When you thank someone, when you thank God, you are telling, and you see, God is very sensitive. See, everybody has what he's sensitive to. Some people are sensitive to perfumes. When you spray perfume, they, they, get, they can get, you know, a cold or some problem. Some are sensitive to uh, some creams. I know women who cannot wear this fake gold, cheap gold, this Abyssinia, like Cooper. No, they must wear, if they must wear jewelry, it must be real gold. Anything short of real gold will give some rash. So everybody has what he is sensitive to. God is also sensitive to familiarity and lightness. To treat his presence with lightness. He says that only pastors must push this ark. Only pastors. If you're not a pastor, don't push it. Don't touch it. Then somebody feels, oh, it's nothing. Oh, it was about to fall. So let me just hold it. Instantly you die. Some of you, you are living, but you are dead. You are dead. You are living. You can raise your hand. Your car is parked. But in the... Sp- Look. First Samuel 10, verse 1. You see Samuel with a bottle of oil. He is pouring the oil. The prophet of God. He is pouring the oil on a little boy, young man called David. He said, God has made you a captain. When he was pouring the oil on David's head, Saul was sitting in the palace as a king. But spiritually, the real king was David. Some of you, the chair you are sitting on, eh? spiritually, you were removed long ago. You, you, <laughs> yeah, because, because, you, you, you are a heartbreaker. You are a heartbreaker. You are not the type we do good twice. Ten, ten people can't stand here. Ten of you. Ten people. Shout. Jesus. Have mercy on me. Shout again. Shout again. And uh, uh, look. Go. Go and show yourself to your pastor. Go. Go to the priest. Go to the priest. Go, go, go to the priest. Can you believe it? Not knowing that Jesus Christ had counted them. I'm afraid yes, you will not know they are ten. You can't just eyeball them and say they are ten. You can't eyeball three, 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 and one. So, so even two of you, you can't eyeball. You can't just look at somebody and say you are ten. You must take your time and count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight. So when the so he knew they would come back. So when only one came, he did subtraction. <laughs> Jesus, no, read your Bible. He said, Ah, but were there not ten of you? Why are the nine? It means that Jesus, each single person, was expected to come with gratitude. God has noted your behavior. He has noted it. Anybody who thinks that your ways haven't been seen by God, apart from the dreams we have as pastors and the visions we have in our sleep, from that, there is also a memorial of our behavior. Because even me, me, I would have said, ah, at least I knew that there were more than one. I said, Abba, you were more than one. Where are the rest? Normally, I would say, oh, where are the rest of you? The rest, where the rest healed, say, oh, the rest. But not Jesus. Not my Jesus. He knew each one who was not grateful. He knew them. Yesu onimobia or say so for so no one call back as ah send a model so now more kawaye and so so no deal who say no more a do na and krona akano omoway today I want to just say to us in this short sermon is it short the short sermon that be thankful because when you are thankful why should you be thankful because it's good why should you be thankful because it, it, it will qualify you for more. And you need more. You cannot stop. Your life cannot stop receiving from God. You need more in 2018. Why should you give thanks? Because it shows that the, the, the spirit of familiarity is not in you. That you are one person who appreciates every iota of blessing God bestows on you. Abraham, no baby, see... Another reason why you must give thanks is that it shows that you believe in God. Your faith is in God. That's why we pay tithes. We pay tithes to show that we believe in God. When you don't thank God, you are saying that you believe in yourself. You are, powerful. You, are, you are mighty. You are great. What do want to also? He said, Go thy way. Thy faith. The word Jesus. Jesus didn't say your gratitude. Uh, Pastor, is it not? Uh, or, 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 is this Latin? Nah, ujidi, ujidi. Thy faith. Ujidi. When you thank your mother. For what she has done for you, you are saying that you believe in her. You have faith in her that she has been good to you. So what that woman may say, I want a new mama, a young mama. Who can't understand? Who did it? Who knew? 
when you don't thank God, you are saying that you are powerful. You know about management, human resource management and how to do marketing and how to work so hard to get everything. Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel 4, you remember him? He, he, he got up one morning, stood on his balcony and he looked at the, at the cities he had built. He had built it. The business is yours. You wrote the exam. We built the church. But at the base of your success is a God who sustains Nebuchadnezzar was wearing his pajamas. Nebuchadnezzar at the cities. It's not this great Babylon that I have built for oh. the house of the kingdom by the might of my power. Wow! <laughs> Do you know why I've still been married for seven years without divorce? I've been a good wife. I've respected my husband. Last two weeks, I was with a pastor. A senior pastor met a lady and told me that. Do you know the secret of their marriage? I said, hey, I don't know. Then the senior pastor said, they kiss every morning. I said, it's not true. He said, call her. So we called her. I mean, we're in a light atmosphere. So we called her. I said, hey, I'm hearing that you kiss every morning. So, so is it true? I said, it's true. I said, how, how did you? He said, oh, she was at home some years back. And the husband came and said, from today, we must kiss every morning to, to deepen our relationship. So from that day, every morning, two to three minutes kiss. Every morning without fail. Except she's traveled. Breakfast. Pre-breakfast. So do you know why I've been married for eight years without divorce? We kiss every morning. You see, when, when there is something even you have done with your hands... And it has worked. Pause. Seller. And acknowledge God as the architect of your success. Without it, you are setting up yourself for a disaster that is unplanned. Nebuchadnezzar built the city. But he failed. He said, and for the honor of my majesty, I built it with my mind. Without any reference to God. The story is long. But by the time it was some years, he had returned from the forest. His fingers were like claws. His hair, he was like an animal. And he stood, still a king, but he had gone mad. He stood and said, Now I declare that no god in Babylon should be worshipped except the god of the Jews and the god of heaven. Do you need to go mad before you acknowledge God? No. I was so why dream your crane say what's in Toma and Sana Wajinya Kupa to Muse Wawari and Akoye on Yamenaya a crona what you won't say see a jubana wayano on Yamenayana also badamansa Debbie say now 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 but why why do you have to why do you want to have experiences before you come here? 
Why do you want to be sent into the forest? To be with lions and tigers? To be bitten by snakes? Why? Is it necessary? Are you normal? Why? But if that is what God must do to you, if God must destroy your marriage, if God must destroy your business, if God must make you mad, I know people who have to come from the mental hospital to give their life to Christ. In my life, I've seen them. In this country, there are pastors in this country, our, our Ghana here, who became pastors in jail. When they were coming out of jail, they were reverends. I don't want to go to jail before I become a reverend minister. Yes, I don't want to go to jail. I got a text. It is now that I'm, as I'm saying, preaching, a brother in this church. Come to think of it. He sent me a strange text. He's been traveling abroad. When he was sending a text, he was somewhere. He said, he wants to meet me this week to discuss ministry. But because he feels that he must serve God. And that he's joking. And he's not serious. And he can sense something is about to happen. So I should help him to be able to know how to serve God and how to do something for Jesus and some English theology and some nice words. When I read it, my response was, wow, this is wonderful. I can't wait to see you. Period. But I think he's becoming wise. Because people of his class easily can go to jail. The first time I came to this church, first ever convention I had in this church, I was giving... I, was asked, I called people to come and sow some seeds. As soon as I saw him, I said, you are a pastor. The power of God just hit him. Since then, when I see him, I call him pastor. But you see, it has taken him how many years? Ten years? Whatever years. Yeah. Because, you see, if God, the Bible says, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. That is, if God says that you are a pastor, Yes, he will never change his mind. You will be a pastor. Even if you must go to jail and come, you will go and come. Jonah, God sent him to Nineveh. Jonah 1, arise, go to Nineveh. He didn't go. Jonah 3, the same English, arise, go to Nineveh. That was when he went. But after what? Belly of the whale. You don't need to be swallowed by the belly. I'm saying today, listen to me carefully. Believe in God. That's why I told you. One of the, as I'm preaching, I'm thanking God with my life. Forget about that. I'm a bishop. I'm a, I, I began, to, let me not talk too much. It's not necessary. I'm thanking God with my life. Because when I look at my life, that when I was a 13 year old boy, I was smoking and drinking. 13 years. And I'm now in my right mind. Respected by thousands. I can't say thank you to God by just miming thank you. I must do something for him. That's why in everything I do, I stretch myself. I try to do more than I'm required to do because I, I can't find a way of saying thank you. My dear friend, Acknowledge God. Some of you sitting here, some of you who are even pastors, 
you are not doing what you must do. You've just carried a title. And you are hobnobbing with ministers. Today, God wants you to understand that. By not showing gratitude, you are not acknowledging him. He said, thy faith, thy faith. And I want to say to us, one of the reasons why it's good to give thanks also is that it shows that you don't have the foolishness of comparing yourselves with someone. Yes, it's one reason. Many of us who don't give thanks to God, you don't give thanks because what you have is little. When you compare yourself to your friend, Oh, you don't get the English. I'm... Your son was 21st in school. The whole class of 40. 21st. But you've not given thanks because Charlotte's son was second. Second Corinthians 10 says, when you compare yourself with yourself, compare it. One of the reasons for ingratitude is that when we get it, we look at it and look at what somebody else has. Say, no! 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 I'm not married. Why should I give thanks? When Esther has married, what has God done? What has God done? He has put power in your legs to go to work. He has given you a job to do. He may not have given you a husband, but he has given you a job. Many of us compare. It's one of the reasons why we must be grateful is that we show that we don't have the foolishness. Is there? And not wise. You look at your son and you look at somebody's son. You, you look at your daughter who is not married at 22. Because somebody's daughter who has been married at age 19 to a rich man. And it ministers that God. Many of you, what you know about God, if you were told to write an essay about God, the only thing you know about God is what He has not done for you. My dear friend. Don't compare yourself. Madam for me to two Don't compare yourself. Some will be great. Some will be small. But we are all God's loud beloved children. Thank God that you don't have a car. She has two cars. You don't have a car. But have you thanked him for the legs you can use to walk? I love Jesus. He had to feed 5,000 people. 
I was saying that Oma Inipa five thousand Adriane. Five thousand. More. It was more than five thousand. Let's say five thousand. There was no food. Now Adriane Niho. As he stood there, his disciple Philip, he brought a boy. Said this boy has got five loaves and two fishes. And Philip himself, who brought the bread, said, but he added, but what is this among so many? Philip, we are looking for 5,000 packs. Now, I share a Diane 5,000. We are not looking for five loaves of bread. That's why you are where you are. And now, what baby, I when Jesus got the bread, he lifted the bread. The Bible says, and he gave thanks. God, I was expecting 5,000 packs. I've got only five. But I thank you. After thanking God, what was little in his hand, after thanking God, was little in his hand, was able to feed them with extra. Don't compare yourself with your own expectations. Don't compare your wife with somebody's wife. I was with a pastor. And he saw a girl. A senior pastor. He had been complaining to me about his wife. And he saw a girl. Beautiful girl. Married. She's married. And the pastor told me. She said, I wish all the women in the church were as nice and humble as but what he didn't know was that two weeks before I was standing with him before two weeks earlier that girl had just finished beating her husband If you are going to look at looks, looks, and sheepish humility, to say that what you have is bad, but that one is good, that comparison makes you an idiot. Idiot. Like what you have is good. What you have is good. Mommy, what you have is good. Mommy, what you don't have is good. May you have the power to lift your five loaves. <laughs> Some of you must lift your husband. Some of you must lift your wife. 
and say, Father, I was expecting somebody different from this, but my God, Father, I'm grateful. Stella doesn't have a husband, but I have a husband. He may not be the nicest, but I thank you, God. You see a wife and a husband that in the car talking nicely, patting themselves, giggling nicely, then suddenly the wife changes. The man asks her for lunch. What do we have at for lunch? So there's no lunch. You like eating too much. The husband is surprised. Ah, but we were having a very nice time. Why have you suddenly changed? Because, because as they were driving, she saw her friend with her husband. And the husband was a tall man. And when she turned and saw the short man sitting by her side, said no. And so especially when he's asking for food, he said, You have eaten now, you are still not growing tall. There's no food for you. May you be happy with what you have. Amen. The Bible says, be content with such as you have. Her, his wife is slim. Your wife is fat. Like her. Because you don't know what is happening in his house. You don't know. You don't know. You know something? Please stand to your feet because I'm about to give you three more points. Let's close right now. Otherwise, I'll preach more. Lift your hands and let's thank God. Let's lift your hands quickly. Let me resist temptations. Let me resist. Lift your hands and let's thank God. Thank Him. Open your mouth. Remember something. You don't have children. Do you have children? Thank Him. Say, Lord, I thank you for my life as I am now. No husband. I thank you. She indeed Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I thank you for my car. Oh yes. I thank you for my car. I thank you for my for my house. I thank you for my church. Beautiful church. thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to you. Let this be my attitude, not just for today. But in the seasons to come. I thank you. I praise you. I thank you. Lift your hands and just. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jehovah. Oh my, we 
close the service, I want to kindly ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads. And every hand down, please. I want to give someone who wants to receive Jesus an opportunity to do so. If you are here today, and you are not born again you don't know Jesus as your personal savior you only know him in the bible but he has not saved you personally I want to say pastor please pray for me I want to receive Christ as every head is bowed if you are here today and you want to be born again wherever you are please lift your hand I want to pray for you you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life lift your hand I want to pray for you right now lift it high above your head Father we thank you we are grateful to you for our great salvation in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening to this podcast we believe that you have been truly blessed you can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at Bishop Edwin Ogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.